Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is the Jim Stroud Podcast. The other day, my Twitter feed was blowing up over a discussion between Elon Musk and Fox News host Tucker Carlson. Although they discuss several things like the potential threat of artificial intelligence to us all, <laughs> important topic, uh, Musk's takeover of Twitter was a very interesting segment uh, of that conversation. Because during that, conversa- during that part of the conversation, uh, it was highlighted that upon arrival, Elon Musk had let go of about 80% of the staff at Twitter and <laughs> the company did not fall apart. Let's talk about that next, shall we? on the Jim Stroud Podcast. What would you say you do here? I generate demand for HR tech companies with awesome content. This includes, but is not limited to, videos, podcasts, webinars, and articles. I produce the content, share the content with over 50,000 of my social media followers, and then I track the amount of traffic and prospects driven to your website. Any questions? If so, email me and let's talk. My email address is easy to remember. It's jimstroud at jimstroud.com. That's J-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D at jimstroud.com. Operators are standing by. The website Radar quoted uh, segments of the interview that Tucker Carlson did of Elon Musk. And this is some of the quote. Quote, According to Carlson, Musk's decision to fire roughly 5,500 employees over a period of six months is one of the great business stories of the year. What percentage of your staff did you fire at Twitter? Carlson asked during the interview on Monday night. One of the great business stories of the year. I think we're about 20% of the original size, Musk responded. So 80% left, Carlson adds further. 80%, that's, that's a lot. Yes, I mean, if you're not trying to run some sort of glorified activist organization with and you don't care that much about censorship, then you can really let go of a lot of people, it turns out, Musk said after admitting that a lot of people left the company voluntarily. End quote from Radar. So um, I remember when Elon Musk first took over Twitter, it wasn't that long ago, <laughs> uh, but I remember when it initially happened and the buzz it created last year. Elon Musk bought Twitter last month, and naturally he wanted to know what his thousands of new employees were doing all day. And oh, this is, uh, in case you didn't know, this is Tucker Carlson uh, reporting this. Elon Musk bought Twitter last month, and naturally he wanted to know what his thousands of new employees were doing all day. So to find out he didn't guess, Musk conducted instead a very simple experiment. He fired 80% of them. That is not something you see happen very often in the practical economy. If you fired 80% of the workers at an asphalt plant, you wouldn't have roads. If you got rid of 80% of the workforce at your local power station, you would be living in the dark. Same with farms and cabinetry shops and most manufacturing facilities. Businesses like these have employees whose jobs are essential to the business. Nobody wonders what they do all day because it's obvious. So how about Twitter? Well, at NBC News, they told us that Elon Musk had just made a titanic mistake Without all those brilliant young employees from Duke, Twitter would immediately collapse. Users would abandon it. Well, apparently Elon Musk does not watch NBC News because he ignored them and he went ahead and fired 80% of his staff anyway. What happened next? Well, Twitter thrived. 
The site didn't crash. Engagement rose to record levels. Most people who used Twitter liked it even more. So Musk's experiment, in other words, showed that at least 80% of his payroll wasn't doing much of anything at all. Leaving the politics aside, cutting so many people at once was a daring move. Did it work? Well, time will tell in the long run. For now, Elon says Twitter is breaking even. Here's a quote from investing.com. Uh, Twitter CEO Elon Musk said on Wednesday the social media company is roughly breaking even as most of its advertisers have returned and its aggressive cost-cutting efforts have started bearing fruit after massive layoffs. Musk is an interview. Musk in an interview with BBC Broadcast Live on Twitter Spaces said Twitter has about 1,500 employees now, a sharp decline from just under 8,000 staff members it had before he took it over in October. End quote. Now, if the trend continues, then Musk would have proven the phenomenon called Price's Law. Do you know what Price's Law is? Uh, I'll let ChatGPT explain to you what it is. Here's a quote. Price's Law is a concept in statistics and probability theory that states that a small percentage of individuals within a population are responsible for a large percentage of the output or success in that population. Specifically, Price's Law states that roughly 50% of the output or success in a population is generated by the square root of the total number of individuals in that population. For example, if there are 100 individuals in a population, then roughly 10 of those individuals will be responsible for 50% of the output or success in that population. Similarly, if there are 10,000 individuals in a population, then roughly 100 of those individuals will be responsible for 50% of the output or success in that population. Think of it this way. Competence grows linearly while incompetence grows exponentially. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? If uh, Twitter continues to trend towards the positive, then Elon Musk fired the right people and shamed his detractors with one masterful stroke. Time will tell if he managed to do that. But all that is just an intro to something that's really been on my mind a lot lately. And that is the phenomenon called fake work. <laughs> now, in the world of technology, the concept of fake work has become a topic of debate among Silicon Valley employees. Fake work refers to employees who are being paid to do a job, but their work is essentially meaningless and adds no value to the company. This topic has gained attention due to the rise of remote work and the difficulty of tracking productivity. Now, this is not a new phenomenon, as I see it. It's a pretty open secret that companies in Silicon Valley hire tech workers just so their competitors do not. Weird, I know. But like I said, it's an open secret. Uh, listen to this quote I found on Reddit. I was in a network event recently with some Silicon Valley developers. They said something that may explain this. They said for a while, many software companies, especially the big ones, were hiring people with the skills just to grab onto the talent, in part to prevent them from going to the competition and in part to have them in reserve so scaling up could happen quickly even though they didn't have a direct need. I had never heard this before, 
but wish I had gotten off my behind sooner and up my skills to get in on that. That of course is not the current practice given that they are doing big layoffs. I wish I could find a job where someone paid me big money to do very little. That being said, it seems that this trend, this current trend of fake work extends beyond software developers. According to a Business Insider report, some Silicon Valley workers are questioning whether they are doing fake work, leading to concerns about layoffs and job security. Some employees are even turning to social media platforms like TikTok to share their experiences and opinions. Let's listen to one such example. Came out that says Google and Meta overhired thousands of employees who do fake work. Love that creator. Go follow her if you're not following her. But I want to add a little bit more context. My name is Britt and I didn't sign the Meta severance so I can talk about this. Um, Meta, working at Meta was really weird. I was hired in April 2022. Three days after I was hired, uh, we were asked to take a diversity survey. Everyone else that I worked with got to work on stuff, but I didn't. So I am one of those employees that was kind of hired into a really strange position where they immediately put me into a group of individuals that was not working. I mean, like we were just sitting there. We had to basically, like she said, you had to fight to find work. Um, it was a very strange environment and it kind of seemed that Meta was hiring people so that other companies couldn't have us. And then they were just kind of like, hoarding us like Pokemon cards. I don't know. But it was, yeah, it was a very strange time to work there. <laughs> it's like I'm living in the Twilight Zone. In the Twilight Zone. Hmm. Uh, let's get back to it. Uh, one of the issues <laughs> with fake work is that it can be difficult to identify. It may involve employees spending time on tasks that are not relevant to their job or spending too much time on administrative tasks. As a result, Companies may be wasting resources on unnecessary work and employees may feel unfulfilled in their roles. In some cases, employees are being paid to do nothing at all. <laughs> News Nation reported on a situation where tech workers were being paid to sit at home due to the pandemic, even though they had no work to do. While this may seem like a dream scenario, it can lead to feelings of guilt and anxiety, as well as concerns about job security. Former Meta employee Sophie Dantuan, uh, Sophia Dantuan, forgive me, recently spoke out about her experience being paid $190,000 to do nothing for two years. <laughs> Sign me up for that. <laughs> According to Fox News, Dantuan was hired to work on a project that was eventually canceled, but she continued to receive her full salary despite having no work to do. D'Antoine stated that she felt like a fake employee and eventually left the company due to the lack of meaningful work. Wow. While some employees are frustrated with the concept of fake work, others argue that it can necessary uh, others argue that it can be a necessary part of the job. Business Insider reported on a debate among tech employees about whether fake work is a valid way to fill downtime. Some argue that it allows employees to decompress and recharge while others argue that it is a waste of resources and can lead to burnout. CEOs in the tech industry have also spoken out about the issue of fake work, according to AOL. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe they're still out there. <laughs> Forgive me, AOL, if you're listening. Um, I keep thinking of those little discs you just sent me back in the day. Never mind, never mind. Uh, let me, I digress. 
Uh, let me backtrack. <laughs> CEOs in the tech industry have also spoken out about the issue of fake work. According to AOL, some uh, CEOs believe that employees who engage in fake work are not committed to the company and may be harming the company's overall productivity. They argue that employees should be using their downtime to develop new skills or contribute in other meaningful ways. Ha 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 ha. In conclusion, in conclusion, this world is going crazy. <laughs> I digress. In conclusion, the issue of fake work has become a topic of debate in the tech industry as remote work and the difficulty of tracking productivity have made it more difficult to identify. While some employees argue that fake work can be a necessary part of downtime, others believe that it is a waste of resources that can harm both the employee and the company. Whereas there are some who are saying, sign me up. <laughs> I'll take six figures for doing nothing. Sure. Uh, you know, as the tech industry continues to evolve, it will be interesting to see how companies and employees address the issue of fake work and its impact on productivity and job satisfaction. Uh, I um, I can't wait to see how this all, all develops. And if you happen to know of any fake jobs out there uh, that are paying six figures to do nothing, let a brother know. <laughs> Please. Well, my time is up. I thank you for yours. I'll see you again real soon right here with a brand new episode of the Jim Stroud Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to reach out to me. I can be reached by email at jimstroud at jimstroud.com. And one last favor, if I may ask, please rate this podcast. Uh, five stars is preferred, <laughs> but uh, please uh, comment uh, with your honest opinion. I really appreciate that. All right. Okay, until next time, bye-bye. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional Book, book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy, happy reading! reading.